On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I talk about whether it's BPP 2.0 or MLS PP 1.0. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to announce our newest sponsor, Rentspree. Rentspree is LA-based and is a provider of award-winning rental software that helps real estate agents, owners, and renters to simplify and automate the entire real estate rental process. From listing to lease, these guys have got it figured out. With nationwide coverage, Rentspree is an all-in-one platform is known for its easy and secure interface and suite of rental tools, including tenant screening, rent payments, marketing, and renter management. To date, Rentspree has partnered with over 250 of the most influential MLSs, associations, and brokerages, and they have over 1 million users throughout the U.S. That's great. In fact, they just announced a deal with the Miami Association of Realtors. This brings their agent count in Florida to over 120,000 agents, with over 600,000 total in the U.S. that is able to access Rentspree through their MLS or association. Rentspree is ranked 625th on the latest Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list in 2022. Also, check out the show notes uh, for rentspree.com. They just issued a white paper that talks about the opportunities that agents can have by incorporating rentals in their business model. I've written a lot about this. I think it's a great strategy. So please visit rentspree.com to download that white paper. Thank you, Michael, and the entire Rentspree team for sponsoring Industry Relations. Rob and I really do appreciate it. So go visit rentspree.com today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Industry Relations. Uh, this is your co-host, the notorious Rob Hahn. And with me, as always, is my co-host, the fabulous Greg Robertson, right here. Hola, Rob. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're low energy. I know, yeah, I know, it's, you're, you're sick as a dog, I know. What's, yeah, what's I mean, I, I think today is the day I'm going to actually not try to take any medicine. Um, I had a pretty good rest last night, but um, good. my voice, obviously, as people can hear, is a little bit still raspy. It's, it's um, kind of raspy sex in a sexy way, though. You ooh, know, I okay. Mean, maybe you should start Welcome smoking cigarettes. To... I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the quiet storm, everybody. Get ready. How about some Barry? Put some Barry White on. All right. Could you actually do Barry White if you had to? Do you think? Because you're an amazing. Uh, I've never done singer. Barry White in karaoke, but maybe I don't know. We'll maybe the next time we get together, I'll do some Barry White for you. <laughs> Let, let's have that be soon. Uh, so travel season's winding down. I mean, I know there's uh, the tech thing, the SP whatever T three sixty, and then there's NAR. yeah, that's gonna be I Newport Beach. It, right? So I'll be there yeah. uh, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Bobby, they're uh, not there, actually. I'm, oh, okay. I'm actually coming to town for the SP200 thing uh, that I do every oh, year with okay, those yeah, guys. Yeah. So maybe I'll see you in person there, man. But yeah, okay. NAR, are you going to NAR? Are you going to Orlando? Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope to be cured of this. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not contagious. It's just as, as hacking this cough has been, been bothering me for the last two weeks. But uh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm going to be at NAR. We're looking cool. forward to that. Um, and it's not to, it's just to be sure it's not the coof, right? You're, you're not, you know, you're not. No, contagious. no, no. I got tested no, for that. It's, it, this right. is actually, I had COVID and this is way worse than COVID. So, yeah. <laughs> so for our listeners, if you see Greg out and about, you have nothing to fear. It's just yes. a random ass cough, not not the dreaded bug. No, I so. already got, you know, they told me I wasn't contagious and all that stuff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't right. do that to anybody for sure. So uh, we have a lot of topics that we could cover, but I thought, uh, you know, in our pre-show, we were just talking, like, what's the most interesting? And I thought we would talk about the Broker Public Portal 2.0. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you followed kind of what uh, what happened, what's been going on here, but... They, uh, I saw this was on, God, where was it? It was on Riz Media. There was a story uh, that just came out uh, where Broker Public Portal, I guess, has announced what their 2.0 version will be. Like, have you have you seen the story yet, or do you want me to just? No, I mean, yeah, I've seen it. I actually have the RFI. Yeah. Um, you know, as part of Lone Wolf. So. Um, yeah. And I've talked to Victor about it a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, so you have some inside Lon, knowledge. But he, he, he didn't, he didn't uh, get back to me, but yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll just kind of look at what Riz, what Riz Media said, right? And okay. uh, 
I've actually already gotten a couple of, you know, notices or whatnot, if you will, from uh, from people on the inside as well, like, you know, you as well. Uh, but basically what this story says, uh, BPP 2.0 will be built on three pillars. Okay. Pillar number one, national consumer platform created through technology reciprocity. I had... I wrote a post, by the way. It's called Seven Questions, but it was probably more like 27 questions. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you. I know, right? Uh, But one was this idea of technology reciprocity. The second was national data set created through MLS reciprocity. And then national display rule set are the three pillars, right? So I had a bunch of questions as a result of it. Um, And let me see if I could pull up my... uh, post on this um do, do, do. all right so starting i mean so let's actually do that since you actually are in receipt of rfis or whatnot and what is what is it like what's what's going on with this technology reciprocity because that was the piece that i had real questions about yeah i have questions on it too right i mean i did talk to victor really early on and i think actually since i've talked to him since it was like the first probably a few days that they announced that um, it sounds like they've further articulated exactly what they're thinking because reading the RFI, I really, I had, I still have those questions even after talking to Victor. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's unfortunate for, for me, for us, I guess is, you know, you have a big company like Lone Wolf or any of the other ones um, where our roadmap is built, right? We mm-hmm. have, you know, we've got resources planned for, all the different products and companies we bought and we, we have to go there. So while I would love to kind of participate in this, um, it's just not something realistic that we can do right now. So mm. I haven't, you know, I, I read it over once, uh, maybe a second time. Um, but I, I just, as much as I've talked to our leadership, it's just not something we can kind of participate in. So I, I really haven't, um, dig, dig deeper into the, into the new questions. So I mean, I, I know the past. Answered, yeah, sure. So maybe you can answer what, a couple of questions that, you know, these were like question number two and three. Question number two that I wrote was in the press release, what they talked about is this uh, building will be done, uh, let's see, uh, through said developments will be, quote, open sourced to BPP brokers, MLS and vendors. Right. And the question that I had was, why is open source in quotes? Right. Because you and I, you know that yeah. I'm like one of the biggest proponents of I think open it's source software. Because and real it's estate. not exactly open source as as the as it ah. is really technically technically okay. uh, known as. Yeah. So the RFI did not say, "Hey, if you participate in this, you have to open source your code." Right. No. So what's the? I think you have to make it source? available. You know, I think you have to have um, that it's uh, accessible. I mean, like, like, you know, maybe have an open API or, or ways for people to kind of integrate with you. Right. But I don't think on okay. as what open source is known as a, you know, as open source, right. A lot right. of people, I think hijack that term to mean that it's, you know, we're going to be open to work with other developers right. or other open platform. Other companies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the question there is, you know, there's two flavors of open, there's open source, open source, which is like, you take your code, you put it on GitHub and anyone in the world can go check it out. Yeah. The second is sort of a limited open source where it's like you take your code, you put it into repository, only certain co- people and companies can look at it. It doesn't sound like it's even that, right? It's just, it's just what? Like you have to provide APIs, you have to, do you know what I mean? Like you don't have to expose your code base, I guess is the, is the point, right? Yeah, again, these are questions mostly for probably, you know, Victor or somebody else over there on the technical level. I think, again, you know, they want to foster some sort of like, uh, happy place to for brokers to go to i think when it first i mean i I, when i when i did some research and look back at this thing i think the model that everybody was pointing to was like orbits right okay which was you know as as maybe people don't know on this and i actually i don't even know if that site's still up probably i don't either but in fact let's let's check right now let's see yeah so so the the model of orbits is like it was all the airlines getting together and saying hey we don't want to go expedia we don't want to do anything like that and we're going to put our own site together where all of the, all of the airlines or most of the airlines or the bigger ones would contribute. And then we have our own site and we can yeah. control that. And I, yeah. I'm assuming we'll have open standards so that, you know, 
if United wants to work with us, if you know, if if American Airlines, that they can do that, and that they control the experience, and sure. that there's no middle person coming into the money doing that, right? So, sure. so what I think when they first announced way back in 2015, that's the model they went to, where the broker public portal was going to be something of an orbits model that was an, yeah. was an alternative to go other than Zillow and Realtor.com and the other aggregators. I guess back that's then right. it was Trulia and something else, right? So that's right. it seems maybe they're trying to go back to that, but also there's a component that that you can, MLSs can use this technology as that they can maybe be a spoke off for the hub of that for their own MLS public-facing mm-hmm. sites, right, too. So you know, maybe you could take that same technology, skin it to be, it's now the Pacoima MLS.com, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever they want to call it. Um, right. You can clone it as a story right, size. Right. And then, and then to me, I, I think this is a better way, not a better way, but another way of looking at this. So, so to me, that's the way that, you know, if we look at the beginning, beginning, right? So that's the, it, it's appeared to be brokers wanted another, another way of controlling their data that could compete with Zillow. Right. right? So, the mo the model that everybody was writing about was like, oh, this could be an orbits.com play, right? Then very quickly after that, and I think brilliantly, and I think it was more of a marketing move, HomeSnap said, Well, we've got a public facing site. Mm-hmm. We've got a great mobile app. Why don't we partner with you? You don't have to build anything. We can we can work together here. Mm-hmm. Um what that did, it, it kind of gave HomeSnap their bona fides, as I like to call right. it, right? It was right. like, oh, well, these guys are blessed by the brokers. That's right. And 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 HomeSnap just leveraged the shit out of that with MLSs. Right. Right. So now, you know, the broker they, they had their brokers already that was part of that. All the brokers say to the other brokers, it became some sort of echo chamber. HomeSnap's the one. HomeSnap, we're going to beat Zillow with HomeSnap, blah, 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 right? Um, you know, MLSs all over the country should be adopting HomeSnap, blah, blah, blah. You know, that, and, that, and that got some traction. Right. Uh, it didn't get some traction in some other places. It was, you know, dollar per member per month, that kind of thing. Um, there was some, a little bit of questions on... The structure of that, I mean, I've, I think I had Victor describe to me four times how that the BPP was saying, well, it's a joint entity with this and that. And, well, no, and if this is, you know, it's, it's, it was like some sort of Rube Goldberg, yeah. um, you know, LLC or some shit. And then, yeah. and then of course, what we know hap- happened after that is, um, you know, and my question to Victor, I think if we look back at a podcast I did with Victor was like, well, what if Zillow buys them or or some mm-hmm. other entity they want. Well, they have a they have a say. Well, they didn't have a say. Most of the most of the, the BPP board members that I know didn't hear it until after the transaction mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. right? So now CoStar gets it, and it seems after I think either you or somebody else wrote after a year of negotiating, couldn't come to some agreement, mm-hmm. and and now it doesn't appear that that you know we we don't know what CoStar is going to have happen, but it doesn't seem like based upon their previous experiences. Um, that they could, they, they, there is a possibility they could be a non-friendly to the industry, right? <laughs> so now, now, and then there, there was, I, I heard there was a breakup fee. So now yep. BPP finds itself flush, yep. with some cash, right? And they're like, okay, now, well, let's go. So now this is like, to me, it is interesting. It's like, I mean, th- does anybody care, right? I mean, is is the notion are they are they again going to go back to the original strategy? We need a site that is going to be a Zillow killer. I mean, we talked about this yeah. before. Um, I, I mean, is that you know using first principles as we said before with CoStar? Yeah. We, we decided you and I both that that was not CoStar's intent because that would be a, a land war in Asia, right? That they had to have another <laughs> another motivation, another um, another thing they were hoping, another way of winning, right? Yeah. Um, which could go into another conversation we could have later. Uh, so it's just a little bit nebulous to me is, does it make sense for another home snap type customer to come in and say, Hey, we've got, you know, could it be Movado? You know, let's say mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'm just trying to think of the, the ones that are left right now that have any, any case, um, you know, Ojo labs, right. They, they have that portal like, Hey, well, we already have this built. Um, I'm not sure if they have a mobile app or not, but, let us be your next partner in this. Or does really, does BPP think they're going to partner with a vendor that's going to build this for them? Uh, well, so that's the thing, man. That's not what it sounds like. So a couple of things. Number one, it is Sorry clear, the at least from this, this news uh, release, that uh, 
they're going to have a national search site, right? And it says right here, the BPP will have a national search site and corresponding mobile app, which will also be licensed by BPP for, quote, cloning by MLS and brokers who wish to engage consumers directly. So I think the idea there seems to be BPP is going to develop this national website, like you said, like an Orbitz, and then all of the uh, members, the MLS and the brokers, could just take that, white label it, right, and then have their own websites be this national, you know, portal, right? So instead of being like one Orbitz, it's more like, 2,000 orbitses. <laughs> right. You know, I think that's kind of the idea. But the point I want to make about orbits, you're right. And I remember when BP was first formed, right? And this idea was it's orbits, right? We need the industry to own the portal. We can't just let Zillow and Realtor.com and Redfin just kind of continue to dominate. <clears throat> and I remember at the time, saying to the people that I was speaking to, you know, who were kind of the original, I was like, well, okay, so who's contributing money, right? It's like, well, you know, everyone's contributing, like, whatever. It was like 5000 10000 whatever it was to join. Yeah, it was nothing. This it was thing. nothing. And I was trying to I think it was 500000 they said that the original kind of right. fund was raised. Yeah. And what I was pointing out to them is, look, when Orbitz launched, right, and I'll read this from Wikipedia, Orbitz was the airline industry's response to the rise of online travel agencies such as Expedia and Travelocity, as well as solution to lower airline distribution costs, Continental, Delta, Northwest, United, subsequently joined by American Airlines, so those five companies, invested a combined $145 million in yeah. 1999. Right, so it's $145 million in 1999 dollars, which is probably what, $300 million today, right? At least. And I remember thinking like, okay, fine, if you're gonna do this, it makes sense, like do an Orbitz model. But the brokers like Realogy and Home Services and Kelly, like y'all need to put some real money into this thing, right? They never did, right? 500,000 is what, I mean, it, it pays for like staff and Victor, right? I mean, it's not, it's not gonna pay for development of a true national portal, right? And they never did, which is why they then went with partner with whoever and ended up partnering with HomeSnap because they didn't want to do that, right? So I'm like, has that changed? So this sort of, it doesn't feel like it has, right? So it's this technology. Well, I think, I think here's what we don't know, just to interrupt a bit. There was a breakup fee, yeah. right? Plus, I don't know if during that relationship, if BPP had had been receiving any funds as part of that partnership. So sure. they could be sitting on a pretty nice nest egg more than, I mean, I, I don't know if it's sure. 100 million, but I but, mean, or, I don't think it's, the kind of so, money you and I know what it, what it would take to, exactly. to launch a consumer portal. Exactly. At that point, it could, so, so here's sure. the thing. I happen to know what the breakup fee was, but I'm not going to okay. talk about it because, you know. But here's what I can say about the breakup fee. It wasn't big enough that Andy Florence had to talk about it in his earnings call. Right. Right. So that's, right. it's not hundreds it's, of millions. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, right. What are they, what's the word they use? Uh not substantial, but it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a yeah. material impact. Material, that's the word, yes. <laughs> right? So we know it was okay. fairly small. Okay. Right? That's, that's number one. Number two, if they had such a huge nest egg, right, then why are we they talking about technology reciprocity? Why are they talking about open source? In other words, it's not like BPP that says, hey, we're going to launch BPP 2.0. We are talking to a bunch of vendors to supply this to us because we we're sitting on a huge, you know, war chest, and we're just going to buy it. Like, we're just going to pay Lone Wolf $50 million to develop this website for us. It, that's not the message, right? The message instead we got was, um, uh, you know, sort of this technology reciprocity, developer tools will enable BPPMLS brokers customize their consumer-facing blah, 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 make it their own. Any innovation developed by participants will be available to all MLS and brokers who wish to participate in technological reciprocity. And I'm like, that's one of the key things I sort of zoned in on. I said, what is technological reciprocity, right? Well, you'd said before that there's something in there that said that they can clone part of it, sure. right? So to me, right. the way I guess I would imagine it, and again, I don't, I don't have a dog in this hunt right now, right, as I, yeah. as I talked about. So they hire a vendor to build this thing. That meets this criteria. Listen, we want you to build this thing that in the future, knowing people can, 
you know, contribute, you know, make it, make it into something that can be maybe put on GitHub or, you know, in a, in a, in a true open source thing. I don't really think so. Or they're going to have something that's a hybrid where they have a vendor build something and that vendor will also manage the site along with Mm -hmm. any changes people want to do or, or offshoot. Right. I mean, I'll give you an example, right? So, you know, I have some history back um, with eNeighborhoods, and we were the first guys to do Remax.com as a network of broker IDX sites, right? So this is um, very kind of familiar territory a little bit. Now, this is the first, you got to think back then where a lot of sites would just basically, um, they would iframe uh, yep. Realtor.com. A lot of yep. brokers with iframe Realtor.com. I remember. There was yep. no, nobody else. So because the IDX rules, um, what we had to do was we had to have a, basically a, a, a kind of a search handle portal that said Remax.com. And then anybody could type in an address. And then when you click search, that would do a search handle to say, oh, this is Newport Beach. This is our brokers in Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. Bring up this site, URL changes. Yep. to match yep. all the IDX stuff, but the same look and feel as the as the umbrella site, right? As that Remax.com yeah. site. So it appeared to the consumer this is one one streamlined experience, right? Right. And and we call that a broker of uh, uh, IDX sites. And um, it was actually Andy Woolley that really spearheaded this whole thing with Remax and mm-hmm. neighborhood. So he has that that in his head. He he knows exactly how that works. And then we were allowed to kind of upsell. Hey, if the broker wants their site to be upgraded. E-neighborhoods could sell them an upgraded theme package working together with yeah, them. Yeah. If agents wanted a, a standard thing would have an agent profile page, but if yeah. an agent wanted to have a, a, a their own agent website that was tied into that ecosystem, we could upsell the agent. And yeah. that's, to me, that feels a little bit more like what this is yeah. in a sense, yeah, where there's, there's this platform yeah. and then yeah. other things can be added to it, right? Um, and maybe some of those things are more self-serve, than than the vendor itself who created that platform of you know doing upsells, um, but that that's what it thing, feels more more sure. like. No, and if so though, that's the thing. That's not reciprocity, right? Well, I guess I'm okay, keying on that word, right? Reciprocity. Okay, okay. So let me let me let me let me talk about that. So I think what they're also trying to kind of hone in on is like if they're getting all that data, right? If they if they if they get scale and they get all this data from the brokers, they can then become the national MLS grid or the national mm-hmm. you know trestle or the nat- They can yeah. create another place um, that is again controlled by the MLSs, even though some of those are already controlled by MLSs, right? That as as serves an alternative to uh, other vendors or MLSs to kind of do national partnerships or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. that's when I, when I read the rep spot, that, that's what I think they're also trying to build at the same time would be oh, another, tr- yeah. another, no, da- tr- another yeah. database of fucking yeah. listings. Right. No, they're, yeah. they're trying to create the single national MLS reciprocity national yes. database with yeah. a single national rule set. Right. right. We're going right. to get to that in a second. Yeah. I guess the piece I'm wondering about, and again, <laughs> Maybe your your insider knowledge, like the reciprocity piece, because this was my question. It's like, okay, reciprocity, IDX is kind of the 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 model, right? The framework for uh, for the yeah. real estate industry. To think about reciprocity. You get to display my listings, right, and I get to display yours. Yeah. Right. Thing is, with IDX, as we know, and this is what I pointed out, a lot of times the firms, some brokers will contribute enormous amounts of listings, and some brokers will contribute none. Because I don't have any listings, right? And yet, people, the the brokers who are providing the listings are willing to live with it because at the end of the day, some buyer shows up and buys my my listing. I'm going to get paid. You know what I mean? So there's a benefit for me in providing my listings, even though I'm not getting an equivalent amount back, right? Right. With technology reciprocity, I don't think that works, right? In other words, so, so say Lone Wolf were part of this thing. Lone Wolf says, cool, here's 50% of the code base, right? And some startup comes in, you know, I've no, no contribution to code base, but hey, thanks for this uh, technology. We're going to now adopt it. And you know, I'm like, the, the, that doesn't work, right? So unless it's true open source, if it's true open source, yeah. then no one owns it. Right then, it's like community ownership, and now whatever change you make, everybody gets to benefit, and blah 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 blah. But even in true open source projects, there are some key core developers right who contribute more than others, right? And 
their benefit from an open source perspective doing that is they now become experts, they now become really important, so they could end up getting hired by Google or Facebook or whatever. Right, right. Right. I, that's, I don't think that really applies in real yeah. estate, especially yeah, at the there, there firm are, level. There, there are examples within technology, and I got it. I'm going to get the name wrong, but maybe some of the developer listeners here know this, but I got, I'm thinking it maybe is MongoDB or some, some other technology out there that, that was started as an open source project. Right. Right. But then later on was then monetized. Right. So there's still this fork of open source, but then some technology companies have taken that, making that better than monetize some of the features off that fork. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's entirely uh, a, an, a business model that hasn't been out there. I think it's done in different places where something starts and like, well, well I build so much value on this thing. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to start charging for this. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to work here. And let me, let me, let me go back to a little bit to, to add a little thing that I remember from the RFI. One of the things they were talking about the responsibility of data was that they were also going to include a fast pass for vendors to get that data. Right. Okay. So that was kind of a carrot where, it is a pain in the, I call it a scavenger hunt, right? Where for IDX data, you know, we have to get a signature from yeah. the broker, a signature yep. from the MLS. And yep. it's just a manual process of people running around chasing yeah. each other. Yeah. And I've been advocating, and we had a, a panel on this in CMLS. And I know that there's yeah. an MLS matters thing that had a panel where, Hey, if you're, if you're a large enough broker and you, and you, and you adhere to these or a large enough vendor and adhere to these standards, why are we, why are we playing this game? Right. Yeah. Can yeah. I just, can I get a fast pass so I can help my broker customers out quicker? Yeah. So that was one of the things they were adding to that Yeah. as a thing there. So I, yeah. I, I just wanted to add that too. Yeah. So let's move to the data. I mean, it was just okay. a thing about, so this is the piece that I really honed in. I'm like, what the, I don't, I don't get this. Right. So national data set created through MLS reciprocity. Right. Not broker, MLS. So the idea is. Well, that's where they, they would get their data from. Right. I mean. Right. So MLS would contribute MLS. data right, to Broker Public for this national MLS data set. Um, it will be held in trust, you know, by the BPP for the benefit of the BPP owners, which raised the question, like, who are the owners of BPP? I don't actually know. Do you know? No. Okay, so we don't know who, who those are. But here's the key piece, right? MLS, who puts, oh, no, no, the key piece was this. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Uh, where is Where is it? I'm looking for it. Uh, local consumer. So the each MLS reciprocity allows MLSs to display the national data set on their local consumer-facing portal, right? So to your point, Podunk MLS can now display the entire country, right? Okay, but if they if they, if all those if they wanted work to, right? out. if they wanted to, then again because the cloning, right? Like I don't have to develop a website; I could just clone the BPP website as podunkmls.com and then display the entire country, right? Okay, here's the piece that I was like, what? Uh, last but not least, the national data set will only be for use by MLSs seeking to complement broker IDX search with a your listing, your lead search experience. Brokers will have access to listings from MLS where they are participating in good standing. In other words, this national data set is not available to brokers. And I'm looking at this going, WTF. <laughs> like, does that make sense to you? Well, let's, let's walk that through. So they're saying if the MLS themselves, um, if the MLS themselves work out an agreement where they can display, they allow displaying on this national site, you know, commingling in a sense, right? In a sense. Uh, not commingling as app, but data sharing or whatever you want to call it, right? It's data pooling. In other words, the yeah. MLS contribute their data to this common data set. Yeah. And in exchange, they would get the right, just like IDX, just like IDX, right, to display all of the listings in this national database. Yeah. But brokers so, can't do that. Right. So Zillow Killer, so let's let's call it ZillowKiller.com, right? So yeah. they build ZillowKiller.com. Yeah. All the MLSs, you know, the MLS agree through their brokers, say, please... We want you guys to participate. BPPs are, you know, ZillowKiller.com is our future. That, that's right? just simply not true, Greg. That's not going to happen. Well, that's what they're saying, though. Who's saying that? Well, that's, I mean, that's if, if in order for this to work. Right. The right? MLS is, the MLS board of directors will say, vote yes, join Broker Public Portal. 
Right. Well, the, the MLS board of directors are usually brokers, right? So, and, and oh, no, no, hold on a second. What what happened with HomeSnap? Oh, I mean, a lot of the brokers, you know, really lobbied their MLSs to to sign up for HomeSnap, to sign up for all that because it was going to help. It was the brokers. It was the the, the way the brokers could combat all the other listing sure. portals, right? So sure. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to go by the uh, same playbook and say, no, but I'm again, saying the fact, no, fine. I get it. But factually speaking, right? Most of well, we're not talking. This is all fucking fairy tale land. I mean, I'm in, no, 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 we're no, both no. in fairy tale land here, but no, I mean, this I'm is saying, how it would work. I'm saying, Greg, factually, the boards of directors of MLSs are made up by associations. Right. Yeah, well, not, not, right. Not in all cases, right? I mean, you know, CRMLS has cases. a board of directors. I mean, sure. in some cases, it's different. But the, but again, the, broker the brokers owns, have right. right. But brokers do have influence, mm. you know, with their MLS. Okay. Like again, Maybe. that's that's how they built HomeSnap, right? The influence from that from those brokers was put upon the MLSs to participate in HomeSnap. That's how that got uh, going. Okay. Maybe. Uh, like I said, I feel like the origins of Broker Public Portal and where it is now are totally different things. I think the origins were, like you said, sort of a Broker Public Portal. The broker no, no, no. Wanted, the, and it would look, let, the original Broker Public Portal was a direct outgrowth of that Realty Alliance, you have 10 days speech, right? Where the brokerages, the largest brokers went to the MLS and said, you're the problem. And if you don't fix it, we're going to do drastic things, right? And one of the outflows of that was the broker public portal where the broker said, we're going to create the Zillow killer. And some MLS that said, yes, we'll help you do that, right? My suggestion, what I'm suggesting is this latest thing clearly says to me that has completely flipped, right? Well, hold on. So uh, let me just push back here a bit, right? So I don't think it's so crazy that if they build ZillowKiller.com, and and that they're getting MLS da- they're getting data from all the MLSs. Yep. And the MLSs part of that data license is saying, okay, you can display. We agree to put this on Zillow.com, right? ZillowKiller.com. Um, ZillowKiller.com. Right. Um, and, and and then and then you're saying, well, if if they can be put on ZillowKiller.com, why can't a local broker in in Pacoima put it on their site? Right. Right. I don't. I don't know if that's if that's like unusual. I don't know if that's a, a big like you know what the hell's going on here. I mean, those are two vastly different things. There's you why know, they different. It could be it be it could be considered kind of a syndication deal, right? I mean, it's syndicated on ZillowKiller.com, but it's not really a you know it's not really that the uh, the no, man, it's, MLS it's, it's, yeah it's, the Pacoima thing to me is a distraction. The real answer, the real question is this. Right, Pacoima MLS now has access to this national data set with a single national rule, display well, rule set. When you say access, everybody has access to that to that data. No, I mean, no. That's my okay. point. Brokers do not. Well, I'm I, I'm not talking about back end access. I mean, anybody could go to ZillowKiller.com, right? Sure, but you sure. can say the same thing about Pacoima MLS, right? Why do they get to set up their own website that has oh, okay. the entire country, right? Look at Z- look at Zillow.com, right? Sure. I mean, they, everybody contributes to that as an IDX site, and sure. but but a local broker can't put all those things on his site. What's the difference? I get it. Yeah, but here's the thing: Zillow's not then able to take their their listings and then give it to somebody else. Right, BPP 2.0, this national data set specifically is designed all MLS contribute their data and all participating MLS can use that data and display it on their local website, right? Well, no, I think it's more of they can use the technol- the platform technology no. to build their own site. No. And I'll, then I'll, you know, whatever data, you. data they have access to, they can, they can display it on that site. MLS reciprocity follows the same mantra of you can display my listings if I can display yours. MLS who participate in the broker public portal will have their listings displayed on the new BPP national website, zillowkiller.com, and will be able to display a national data set on their local consumer-facing portals, pokoimamls.com. Okay. It's IDX. It's, it's MLS IDX. My question is, if I'm EXP, if I'm Remax, if I'm Keller Williams, if I'm Realogy, I still have to go through 150 local MLS IDX feeds. I don't get to use this national data set. Right. 
but my, but the local MLS with 200 members can. And I'm like, who came up? And you're like, what? Right. right. Okay. I see what you're saying because I was missing that second layer that they, the, yours, from what you're reading, the local MLS site can show the same yes. same amount of listings. Right. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that was cannot. the case. Yeah. I, I, I did not think that was the same. I thought yeah. it was that the only thing that can show all the listings would be that national portal, the zoomfiller.com. No, no that's, that's what I'm saying. So, and by cloning this local pacoima.com, you know, MLS.com, doesn't even have to go build their own website. They could just clone the national zillowkiller.com, right? And then launch their local MLS that is effectively a mirror, a duplicate of this national zillowkiller.com, which is fantastic for the local MLS. I'm not like, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. That's fantastic. And anyone who is not HAR is probably going to want that. My I don't thing know is, about that. I mean, I used to sell MLS portals to MLSs and it's not, it's not a slam dunk, even if it has more data on there. I'm telling you that not right now, Rob. Sure. But, what I mean is if you want to have a national portal, then you don't have to go spend a bunch of money. You don't have to blah, blah, blah. You just copy clone uh, ZillowKiller.com, right? My thing is, but the brokers are shut out of this. And we're still calling this entity the broker public portal, right? So, you know, one of my thoughts is like, isn't it high time that we call well, this the MLS public portal? Because well, yeah, it's okay. clear so, to me who's in charge now. Well, right? yeah, but, but but let's go back. Let's, let's, yeah. let's roll back this, right? So if... If they follow the listing, you're listing your leads, and somebody goes to zillowkiller.com, and they click on, you know, uh, a Windermere listing. Yep. That's going. That lead is going to go directly to that Windermere agent, right? That's right. Okay. Same thing. If it goes to the MLS portal, where's that lead going to? Uh, to Windermere agent. That's right. Yeah, right. So, so there is some value, right? Of of this setup to directly to brokers who contribute more. Okay. They have more listings, they're going to have more agents, they're going to get yep. more more leads, right? Yep, so yep. Um, if you break it down to like, uh, well, now the brokers can't do it on their site. I mean, from a local, let's talk about that. I mean, so that'd be kind of a complicated thing to happen. Like a broker launches a site locally, it has listings nationally. Yep. They're not, I mean, that person nationally is going to be, let, let's say I'm here and there's a, this has happened, and let's say the broker has all the national data on site, and I go to firstteam.com, you know, popular yep. broker cheer, and all the yep. listings in the United States are on there. When I click that site, I don't know if brokers would want to even implement this, dude, right? Because mm -hmm. when I click it, it's going to go, It's that listing's going to go to that, let's say I'm looking for a house in Seattle. Well, the Windermere agent's going to get that listing, and it's nothing to do with me, Right. If I'm a broker locally in my market, I don't. I want to use IDX the, the traditional way. Mm -hmm. I just want to broker IDX site because it's going to serve me as a lead generation mm -hmm. for buyers in my market. I don't know if I I want to participate in a you're listing your lead type of structure mm -hmm. um, it, it locally. I mean, it might it, it's help it helps me nationally because again, I've got more listings and they come to me, but locally. Hell no, man. Actually, I would. I don't want to. Why would any broker want to implement a year listing your lead website? I mean, they want to implement IDX as, as really intended for. I don't know. That's the brokers uh, who came up with your listing. I, 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 hold on. Hold on a second. It was the brokers who came up with your listing your lead, right? Right, but but again, that's on a national basis, right? I, I don't say so. Your listing lead, your lead doesn't apply on the local basis. Well, they already get that's that. Like, they already know, get that. They already get that. Fair, fair but, display guidelines applies to any website, local or otherwise, that abides by it, right? Well, but but if if a broker implements, you know, a a traditional IDX site on their thing, anybody yeah. that clicks on their listing is going to come to them. That is right? true. Already automatic. Which, which and then is a, if any on, other which, listings, any other is a, listings. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Which is a violation of fair display guidelines. Let's be clear about that. Sure, sure. Okay, I mean, cool. sure. Continue. Yeah. Okay. Um. But in, in the, in the, in the, they're going to get the year listing your leads because it's their brokerage. But also they're going to get the advantage of getting more leads because you're yep, using, using it as a lead capture site because they sure. spent money doing sure. that. Sure. I mean, they, they've done SEO. They've done good design. They've done you know lead capture pages, all the things that make those kind of things so that locally they can take advantage of, of that. What is traditionally, I don't think it's really a, a bad thing for, for, an, for a brokerage to have a national listing. Sure policy and a local listings policy. Okay. Right? 
I, I don't. It would be nice if the. It would sure be nice then that for the brokers to have the option. Well, again, I, I think if if a broker wants to tell their vendor, their website vendor, I want to implement fair guidelines on my my local broker IDX fight. No, no, they can do no. that. I would have a national website where I have access to the entire national data set. Okay, so okay, I, I, okay, so you're saying it would be great if BPP would give the brokers. Um, the same the ability to, to use that feed and but but then strictly saying they would have to be a, a you're listing your lead type of strategy for that I think that data. broker would be a fucking idiot for doing that locally why again so that's what number, I talk wait, about. That's, they're, they're, they're not going to be that's, able to use that as a lead capture for all the other listings yes of themselves. course that's number one but the second part is then it, it makes all the sense in the world to say brokers can use this and they don't have to you know that this this rule oh, is no, not no, some no, no. federal They're legislation. If you're using this, you have to you say. You're I, I understand. My point is the broker public portal made these rules. Right. Right. This is not a legislative rule. This is not some regulatory rule. So it seems very possible the broker public portal 2.0 could have done the following: Hey MLSs, when you take this national data set, you have to abide by your listing your lead. Hey brokers, when you take this national data set, you don't. Yeah, I mean, they could. They could, they sure. And they didn't. Right. What that says to me is brokers are not in charge. Yeah, I don't, again, the, right? the leadership, the the, uh, the organizational structure, BPB, I have no They no have like 13, whatever, 10 out of 13 <laughs> governors are brokers. But, but I mean, it seems to uh, me they're not in charge. Uh, and again, let me push back a little bit. I think sure. If even if they gave that that ability... You know, you, it could be a moot point. Like, I'm not doing that. I mean, okay, fine, be just, but that's up be to the broker's option. 99.9% .9 of brokers would say, yeah, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. I, I completely disagree, and here's why, right? Because what you think about what you, what you just told me on this podcast about the permissioning process. Like, please, of, as please a vendor. Don't throw, please don't. Please don't beat me up with my own words. I hate it when that No, happens. I'm going to beat you up with your words because you talked about fast pass, right, as a yeah. vendor. If I'm EXP, why do I not want the same thing? I'm EXP. Mean? I'm a national brokerage, right? Yeah. Why do I not want the same thing? I don't want to have to deal with 150 different rule sets from 150 different local MLSs. I would prefer to deal with one for the national display rule set. Because if I'm EXP and if you're saying that I can get this data for it's a much more easier data, but yes. I have to implement your listing, your lead. I no, think that's, but, but, that is a, you keep that's on, a saying, devil's bargain. Dude, there. Broker public portal 2.0 could very easily have said, here's what we're going to do. MLSs, you can use this national data set, but you have to abide by you listing your lead. Hey, brokers, you can use this national data set and you don't. Treat it right, just but, like ideas. But, yeah, I, I get that. They sure, they could. Done that, but, but, and they but, didn't. But isn't like the whole... it. You're talking about a house of cards here because the premise, right, of BPP, the whole thing about this, the national, you know, whatever it is, yeah, is is that concept. So if they if they gear off of that, it's like saying, well, we're just everybody fucking else, right? So so what what really are we doing here, right? Well, I, mean, I don't know. What do you mean? So well, if if they're just going to be like another IDX vendor, be another fucking IDX vendor. Right, you, all you're doing here is like an IDX vendor that has other rules of like, well, you can do it here, oh but you can't do it here. Oh my god, Greg, Greg, you're telling me allowing a national brokerage to have to deal with one rule set is not a value? It's not a value locally, right? If they How's if they have to implement if they, if they if they have to implement your listing your lead, it's not a value. No, you keep going back to that. Forget your listing. BPP could have been one national data set, one rule set, right? Local broker or national broker, you only have to abide by this one rule set. You're telling me that's not a value? It's enormous value. Even small local brokerages oftentimes join two or three different MLSs. Okay, if you're, t are you, you're taking the local broker website out of the equation, is that no, what you're So the local broker website has to join four or five different MLS, local MLSs and have to right. abide by four or five different IDX rules, four or five different permissionings. You're telling right, me even but, for that local, right? Right, okay, but in this scenario, they would have to 
implement your listing your leads and able to get that data you keep going back i'm saying it's dude imagine the scenario where brokers are in charge so they say if a broker uses national data set they don't have to apply your listing your lead locally locally they just yeah. use it like national idx okay well i mean they you're, you're talking no okay they didn't do that right but correct um i'm saying is that if they did do that right right then the whole premise of bpp which i think was built on your listing your lead just blows up this is just now no that's just another that is is simply not true greg here's why because you could implement your listing your lead at the killzillow.com and at the local mls level right Right. it's their own rules they could have said and you know what it this does not apply to brokers right okay so i i get you i just don't i mean to me, when I think of BPP, I think you're, you know this 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 fair dis- display requirements. You're now saying this is a huge pivot for them to say Ginormous. only sometimes, only sometimes. Ginormous. Here's the thing: the, your display, your listing, your lead, the fair display guidelines made sense if the only thing that BPP does is a national website, one national website, right? Now you're going to say now you can replicate this across every MLS as a member. But as a broker, you have to continue to deal with whatever 150 different MLS rules. Fine. What that says to me is this is no longer BPP; it's MPP. Okay. It is not MLS PP, not BPP. And that's the point I keep making. You're like, well, brokers wouldn't want to do that. I'm like, well, fine. But you know what? Judging by the evidence of what we're seeing, the policies that have created the schema. I mean, I'm like, in what way are the brokers in charge of this entity? Yeah, again, leadership we don't know about or the structure right. of that. So, okay, right. let me, so we can let me... only we can only look at the result, right? We can only look at the policies they've come out with, the plans they've come out with, and I'm like, you know, we should just start calling it MPP. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. That's so kind of my point behind this. Right. right. Okay. I, I, so, I see where you're going now, again. Let's, just, let's, just let's, to me, let's, it's, it's not BPP. Then it's something completely different. Right. It's and MPP. It could be. Right. It could be P. Which is fine. There's um, some value to that for the MLSs to do. I mean, this makes a ton of sense if I'm an MLS. I don't, I don't think the you know, or maybe the it MLS doesn't. I don't know. Other, the, the MLSs have other sources to, and they're already working with other places. They can implement this already with the, the data aggregators out there. The thing um, that I, so there are two things, though, about that that I'm curious about, right? And, again, because you're enough of an insider, you understand what, how this works. <clears throat> and I guess we've got to wrap up because, you know, we're kind of getting there. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's leave with these two questions. Question number one, this national MLS data rule set, right? In your judgment, because this was one of my questions, doesn't this make all of the MLS data um, sharing arrangements moot? Right? So the example I gave was Atlanta, FMLS in Atlanta, and Ari Colorado in Denver recently executed a data sharing agreement, Right? And you and I both know MLSs all across country constantly do these data sharing agreements. If you have VP 2.0, does anybody do data sharing agreements? Well, again, all you have to do is right join VPP. Yeah, but there's two different things. Are you talking about public display versus within the MLS systems themselves? Okay. Right? So I don't know if BPB is talking about now you can put all that data in your MLS system and people can search on it. I think this is just a public facing thing. So I think okay. those are to- those are two separate things. What do you think is in the data sharing data that's not in the public display data? Showing instructions. I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, you know, normal agent only kind of things. I, I, I'm sure every MLS doing this kind of thing with data shares got completely different things, but there's probably public facing and non-public facing. Then there's always things like that. But is that so when you think about Atlanta, Denver, are but showing I mean, instructions relevant? Well, like I I'm guess... an agent in Denver, right? I go into the MLS, I look up a listing in Atlanta, it has showing instructions. Well, do I give a crap? Because I'm not going to show that house right in Atlanta. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So well, what's you know, relevant? You, you, I guess, should be, you should be aware of that. I mean, if an agent calls up and like, hey, I can't find the thing. And like, oh, didn't you read the showing instructions? Here's what it says. I mean, I, I don't think it's irrelevant. I mean, there's, there's, I'm only thinking that as one example. I'm sure there's other right. examples I'm thinking of that, that would make it... Um, so you know what? Let's Good do this. To have that. If you're a listener and you heard this, I'll be curious to know what is in the private remarks, if you will, right? That would be relevant to an agent in Denver when they're pulling up a property in Atlanta, 
in their local MLS system, right? Because that's the whole point of data sharing. A, a subscriber in Denver could go in and look at properties in Atlanta. How is that different than the national display thing where you have all, you have all the photos, you have all the data, right, for display? Like, what more would you need? That's the, Wait, the question but, I've got. Okay, but here's, you know, we, we can ask ourselves that question right now. There's Zillow. If, 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 if anybody could go to Zillow and look at any property right now, why the hell do, are they sharing data? Right? I what mean, do you mean? Well, okay, you're saying if this happens and there's a site that has all the listing data around the country, which happens is happening now, mm-hmm. happens with Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, then the data sharing goes away. Why isn't data sharing going away right now? Uh, that's an excellent question. I don't know why MLS do data sharing at all, but this is a next level because the Zillows of the world don't apply. It's still IDX rules, right? So the, the, the fields that you get are limited, right? So maybe that's the case. Maybe this MLS national data set is a limited data set. Yeah, maybe. probably. I, right? I don't know. All right, so question number two, though. Like I said, I just want to hear from our listeners if they have thoughts. Like, what's in the private remark? Like, what would be the advantage of data sharing if BPP 2.0 launches this national data rule set, right? Question two is, because we spent so much time talking about your listing, your lead. In your judgment, what would be the difference, right, for whether it's consumers or brokers or agents between BPP 2.0, ZillowKiller.com, and Homes.com? Yeah, I mean, it's it's right because it's you're listing your lead on both sites. Like, what's well, the difference? It's again about control. Whatever, whatever. Again, I don't. It's it's such a weird concept of that. They again, we talked about this with 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 even Homes.com. If your premise is I'm going to be I'm going to beat Zillow, go back to the drawing board and and you you said that can't be Homes.com's. Um, uh, you know, value prop, main value proposition. There's something that Andy's in his head, Andy Florence yeah. is thinking of else. And so to me, is this just, you know, BPV is a way for brokers to feel good about themselves? Well, we have our site too. I don't know. It just, it doesn't, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, so I mean, that's another question to our audience. You know yeah. what? If you, what is the difference in your mind, listener? Right or watcher on YouTube, uh, what is the difference between BPP 2.0, ZillowKiller.com, and Homes.com? Yeah, because Greg and I can't really come up with one, so maybe you can help yeah. us out. You know, help everybody else out. All right, cool, man. Well, with that said, uh, how was that? Like that was quick, <laughs> and like I mean, you were my, my brain's hurt from trying <laughs> you to know what? figure I, out this. I've heard. I've heard from people, it's amazing how you and I could take a completely boring, like, yeah, <laughs> a no. minuscule, who gives a shit little detail and then talk for, like, argue for an No, it's, so. it's, you know, we, I was, I was actually talking to another person the same way. It was like, you know, like they were talking about how many hits do you get and how many whatever. I'm like, well, we don't really look at it that way. This is so niche and so inside baseball, but we know that people that, are in charge of a lot of agents or, you know, they have a lot of influence in this yeah. organized real estate do listen. So yeah. I look at it, that, that quality yeah. over quantity, but <laughs> I think they appreciate this, this deep dive that we do because I think we, you know, and I, I mean, just from this conversation, I mean, um, as I always do, I learn a lot from you just by having the conversation. <laughs> I, I think it's good for anybody else to like, consume this this way because yeah. it's uh and, and hopefully we do it in an entertaining way hopefully um, yeah that they can I'm, I'm, learn from it but um it is i'm merely po- yes yeah, i'm niche. just saying man we nerd out like it uh, over the most picky you nobody uh, gives a shit little detail i, I, I care <laughs> i mean i'm into it so. i care because you know, uh, we're insiders all right uh, hey uh great to see you as always i think uh we're rolling to uh recording another episode shortly so but thanks to everyone for uh, joining us for this one, where we just uh, kind of went all out on uh, BPP 2.0. Really appreciate you. Thanks. <laughs> Later. <laughs> <laughs>